Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pocket Rocket podcast. I am today joined by the fabulous Lauren Hemming Torres, or Loz, as she is known on Instagram. Hi, Loz. Hello. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Now, for those of you that don't know, Loz and I have done Instagram lives before, and we are always kind of talking about that uh, taboo subject of what do you say to people when they come at you in the street and, and they give you weird looks and they say things? And we are massive advocates for strong women and being yourself and doing what you want to do. So when Loz said to me that she was enjoying the podcasts, I said, well, let's do one then. <laughs> <laughs> and now here we are. And thank you for having me on. No, thank you for joining me. So... For those of you uh, that don't know who Loz is, Loz, could you just give us a little bit of a background to where you kind of started in the sport, what you're doing now and everything in between? Yes. Well, I started competing in 2017 um, with PCA and UK Up. I'd done three shows that year, um, coming first and getting my UK Up Pro card in my first year. And in 2018, I'd done PCA finals, which I came fifth. I wasn't very happy about that one. And then a few weeks after there was PCA Worlds where I came figure athletic world champion. Come on lads. So yeah, and now we're on the road to the Arnolds. So that's gonna be mega. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a mad show. I'm really looking forward to like going in and soaking it all up and seeing I'm not doing the pro show. I'm going just for the amateurs because no offence to the pros, like I don't find it as interesting as the amateurs, if I'm honest. Okay. <laughs> um, I think like the pros, they're pretty much all the same, aren't they? And you're looking for the tiniest little detail between them. Whereas the amateurs is like people you know and it's your friends and it's, I just yeah. think there's more, there's more of a competitive streak there and it's just more fun to watch um, yeah. personally. So I shall be there on the Friday cheering you on for sure. Oh, no pressure then. No. <laughs> I mean, you'll hear me for sure in that crowd. I'll be so loud. <laughs> Please do. It, it, you know, it gets all the fire up when people shout. So, mm. yeah. So let's talk about kind of being a strong woman and being outwardly strong as well. And how you feel about your strong body versus for example maybe how your family feel about it and how you've gone from because as we all did gone from being a smaller woman to gaining that mass and I'm sure like we've all faced at times there's been that question of how how big are you gonna get how far is this gonna go <laughs> Um, to be honest, I never actually, this was never my intention to get this big, this muscular. Um, it was never on the agenda in my life. Um, I never thought of, um, ever stepping foot in a gym, actually. I was always one of them small girls. I did a lot of sports at school. I was a runner. I was in the basketball team and the netball team. Um, but going to the gym, it scared me. So when I had my two children after my second one, my daughter, 
I wanted to lose baby weight. So I started doing fitness DVDs at home. Um, and that's how it all kind of started. I, my, my ex-partner, the father of my children, said, recommended me to try out weights. I was like, all right, okay, we'll try that then. Because he has some weights in his mum's garden. And as soon as I picked up the bar, I absolutely fell in love. Mm. I fell in love how it made you feel inside mostly. It made me feel strong. Mm. And then I started seeing these women on Instagram. I was like, I want to look like them. Mm. And look at look at their arse, look at their legs, look at their shoulders. I mean, their curves are all in the right places and they get to choose where the curves are. Mm. And I wanted that. Um, and because I fell in love with it, I made it into a job as well. Obviously, I'm a personal trainer. I work in the gym as well, doing shifts, and I'm an online coach. Um, so pretty much all of that is based around fitness. And it's it's just how it makes me feel. I don't I don't do it because I want to get massive. I do it because of the way it makes me feel. Mm. And to be honest, I'm not complaining about my body. I absolutely love muscles. Mm. I love how my body looks. To be honest, I'd love it if my bum, my legs were a little bit bigger. <laughs> but you always pick on things on your body that you want to improve. So there's never ending in bodybuilding. It's it's always it's always a journey. Yeah. It always will be. Yeah. So that yeah. first time you picked up the weights and you really got into it. I say really got into it, but those first kind of I suppose you could say six months, because that's when you're kind of finding your feet with everything. How did you go from kind of your ex's mum's garden to the gym? And and how did you feel the first time you went into the gym? Well, when we moved into a house, we brought a rack. And I had like a rack, dumbbells, barbell, a bench, everything in my living room. And we didn't want a dining table. I wanted a rack. So... I still didn't go to the gym then, <laughs> but I started at that point. I started um, doing my online course, so I had to be a personal trainer, fitness instructor, all of that stuff. And then I got a job in in a gym, and I started going to that gym, training after after I finished work. And soon enough, I got a job at South Coast, and I never. I think I went. For my first prep, though, going back a little bit, my first ever prep in 2017, I never set foot in a gym. I did it all at home because uh, I was too scared. <laughs> but so um, you were too scared. I think I oh, yeah. remember you talking about this on your Instagram, actually, and saying that. And I was thinking, how did she do a prep from home? But then we did last year with lockdowns as well. So yeah. you just had your <laughs> early lockdown, really. Yeah. So how... How did that feel then to go from being too scared to go into a gym to checking on a bikini in front of hundreds of people and and doing a whole kind of routine and posing and being judged like you couldn't be judged in the gym, but you could be judged on a stage? Yeah. Um, it's, I think there's a, a massive meaning behind that, because in 2017, my marriage also broke down and um because it was just me and the kids and I was obviously working it made me a much stronger person and I became who I was 
I became that person that I don't care if you look at me, this is who I am, you either like it or you don't like it. And once I got that job in the gym, there was no getting me out of it. Mm. And then, yeah, I absolutely fell in love going to the gym. I actually, I live in the gym and the, my kids come to the gym with me and they go on the equipment and if obviously supervised. <laughs> You're like, disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's made me the person who I am really. All of the things that's happened in my life has reflected on who the person I am now and I wouldn't change me for the world. Mm. Do you think that uh, potentially use that as a coping mechanism after your marriage broke down definitely yeah um he didn't like the fact I was going to the gym or actually when I say going to the gym I mean working at the gym because I wasn't a home parent anymore Mm. I wanted to start my life up again and because when you become a mum that's all people see you as you're just a mum but I'm also Loz and I want that loss to come out, come out again and start sparkling. And there was a lot of control and just, it, was, it wasn't a very nice marriage and I ended it. And yeah, just I'm happy the way things are now. <laughs> and now you have a very, very supportive partner. I do, indeed. Who's an absolute babe. He is. Mr. And he Benjamin. does that. Yeah, he does that balance <laughs> with the kids. He trains himself. And it was so nice to see the two of you in lockdown in your own little garage gym. Like yeah. nothing had changed. No. no. So how it's... did you cope with that lockdown and training? And uh, Training was very hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like you had to force yourself to do it. You didn't enjoy it anymore mm-hmm. because obviously even though it was in my garage, it's still in that around that same place that is your home and you relax you can't come away from that place and go to the gym Mm. where you can relax in a different way but do your thing Mm. um it's hard to you know cut that cut them two places in half when you're stuck and it's but me and ben i think we kind of we got over it together we went on long walks with the kids um I don't think there's actually much argument, actually. <laughs> I think we kind of enjoyed it. I mean, I put makeup on him and stuff and made him go outside and walk around in my heels. So I remember lot- that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've done a lot of dares and, yeah, it's just spending time with the family. Obviously, we both had our ups and down days where we just bounce off each other. And if he was down, I'll bring him back up again. If I was down, he'll bring me up. So you've obviously got this positive influence with you and Ben training, the kids coming into the gym and everything else like that. Um, now, a question that I always wonder about, like, and whenever I speak to a new competitor that is a mum or a dad, but it's mostly mums that have this thought process of like the way that you speak about your body and the effort that you put into training and tracking your food and things like that. Do you think that has an impact on your children like in a positive way or do you ever worry like oh well I'm I'm weighing everything do they think that's what you should be doing are they going to think they have to weigh food um it depends on the situation if you're weighing every single little thing every day for the rest of your life and they never see you enjoy off-plan meal 
then it can be quite worrying. But I sit down and I talk to my children. I tell them I'm getting ready for competition. Um, I buy them pizza when I'm getting ready for my competition. I, I, I'm a feeder. I'm a big feeder. Mm. And when they know, they say to me, Mummy, are you going to enjoy the pizza after your competition with us? And I was like, absolutely. We're going to sit down and I'm going to get pizza, I'm going to get cookies, and you're not going to get any of it. And they just laugh. So they, they understand what I need to do at the moment. It's just for a goal. It's not a lifetime thing. Mm-hmm. And when it's off plan, we enjoy meals together. And, yeah, it's just you've got to take – you've got to talk to your children and let them understand that it's not like just – yeah, it's not a lifetime. Every, weighing everything – it's not it's not lifetime thing it's not fun Mm. and you you don't need to do it for every single little thing so yeah just the communication you'd give to other parents just like communicate with them and just explain it to them yeah definitely definitely communication is key because if you if they say see you weighing stuff they don't understand then things get a little bit confusing Mm. and You've got a couple of mini bodybuilders in the making, really, haven't you? I do, yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Would would you be up for them getting into, I suppose bodybuilding is one part of it and going to the gym, I'm sure you would support that. But how would you feel about them competing? Because you've been on the other side of it and you felt those crappy days. So how oh, would yeah. you feel about knowing that your babies felt that rough? To be honest, competing has helped me with my discipline. Um, it's helped me understand and appreciate things a lot more. And if they want to do bodybuilding, I will support them 110%. Whatever they want to do in life, I will be there and I will support them. Um, they need to know it's going to be hard. If you're willing to do it, then you need to do it. There's no fucking about. Mm-hmm. And I think it will help them on that aspect of life looking into things because what you do with bodybuilding does affect your life and you can put it in different things like if you want something you've got to work hard for it and that's what they see when they look at me I want to be stage lean I want to be up there I want to be confident just like standing on stage in bloody bikini it's like absolutely mental for me to do but I work hard to get there Mm. and they need to see nothing in life is easy nothing Mm. Yeah, I think that's a good lesson for them to learn. There's a lot of yeah. kids these days that don't understand the value of hard work, I think, because everything oh, just, no. just comes so easily. Um, but yeah, yeah, I like that. So circling back round to the whole figure of eight and strong women mm-hmm. topic, um, as you are quite open about talking about, let's say, the supermarket general population because it seems to be that that's where they all hang out the supermarket is where they all go and congregate to tell us that we're rank (laughs) so tesco seems to be the most popular one as per my experiences and i think yours and other people that have been at the podcast for some reason tesco's is the one that comes up more than anything so when you are out and about, I know that sometimes you've said you can deal with it. Sometimes it irritates Ben. But what kind of situations do you find yourself in and how do you deal with those? 
I'm smiling right now. <laughs> yeah, for those, because obviously we don't do a video here, we just do the audio, but Loz just looked like left to right and had this massive grin, like, ah, okay. Right. I don't cover up. I don't feel the need to cover up. Um, but I know when people are looking at me, because I can feel it, and I just turn around, and if they're staring at me, I literally smile at them. But if I'm a pissed off mood, I'll say, do you want a photo? <laughs> or can I help you with anything? Um, but either way, I'm not going to cover up for their, for their eyes. Not at all. Um, if I'm hot, I'm going to wear a nice desktop. Mm. Or even a, what do they call it? They don't call it Bluetooth anymore, do they? I'm too old, mate. Um, strapless top. Strapless top. A boob tube shorts. from the 90s when we were. Oh, yeah. Peace up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, literally, I would let them stare. If they want to stare, they can stare. Um, but it's, for me, I'm used to it now mostly because um i've had comments from friends i've lo i've lost some friends because of the sport that i do um i've had comments on family and i think that kind of makes you stronger and not care what people think anymore because if you're comfortable and in, in your own skin then you shouldn't care what people think mm. because this is who you are and you need to accept that if they can't accept that that's absolutely fine that's that's their deal that's not yours so you shouldn't hide away because they can't accept it. I agree with you. I think that can be quite hard when the people that are saying things mm -hmm. are those that are really close to you, like you say, your family. Yeah. Um, and it, I think it can be sometimes not easy, but easier to ignore when you know that that person's walking past you, they can be gone in five seconds. Yeah. But when it's someone that is either a really good friend or their family, and every time you see them, they say something. How how did you deal with that? And, and what kind of experience did you have around people not being supportive? Like, why did you decide, well, I'm going to remove you from my circle? Because I don't want to deal with any negativity. I don't need that in my life. I'm in a good place. And whoever wants to be negative towards me, I, I'm sorry, I don't have time for you. Mm. I really don't um family when i'm on my prep when i'm getting ready for a competition i limit the times that i see them um it's not my mum she's like my mum and my brother like my biggest supporter they come to my shows and my sister as well um it's more of my dad's side of the family that they don't really understand he hasn't said the comments directly to me but to my brother and he's told me he my dad doesn't know that i know and I won't ever say anything to him mm. because that's his opinion and that's absolutely fine. I accept that. But I will still go to his house and I won't cover up. And yeah. I'm happy I think that's pretty powerful. Knowing that someone has passed comments and to say that I'm happy and I'm comfortable and I'm not going to change who I am as a person even if it is just a case of chucking a long sleeve top on I'm mm -hmm. not going to do that because I don't have a problem you have a problem yeah I think that's pretty powerful I don't know many people that could do that I've had a, a lot of crap throughout my life that has kind of put me of who I am right now 
and it does take time but you will get there for sure mm. I'm, I'm yeah I didn't know that uh, I'm pretty impressed I don't I don't think like I say that many people could actively walk into a room knowing that either something has been said or will be said when you leave and just mm -hmm. firm it and go do you know what if you don't like it that's your issue mate yeah yeah so with that kind of limiting the time then do you find that you have to make that active decision or do you just go through prep and you're like like would you say for example well by the way mum and, and brother like if anyone asks I've started prep and that's why I'm just around less or do you just kind of make excuses and just don't turn up I just I'm just too busy to be honest because I'm always at the gym and the free time that I have I want to spend with my children mm -hmm. um so in, unless I get a phone call saying do you fancy coming around I'll go around for a cup of tea mm. But I, I won't ring up and say, can I come round? Mm. I would just, yeah, just limit it to time like that, really. And when I'm, obviously, when I'm off-season, my dad's an ex-head ex chef. So he does amazing food. Ah. So when I'm off-season, I'm saying, I'm coming around for dinner. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, it, it, yeah, it, it varies on what, side, what, like, what stage of prep you are in, really. Mm. How do you deal with those social situations then where you possibly want to go or maybe you have time, but you're mm. like, oh, do I want to? Because a conversation I was having the other day with someone is about well, when you are deep into prep, sometimes in your head you want to do something, but your body is just like, I just don't have it in me or sometimes it's the other way around you're like do you know what I probably could do that today but I really don't want to be around anyone I, do, I don't want to hear anyone even breathing if I'm honest um so what <laughs> what do you do in those situations because obviously you've got the kids so I suppose there's an aspect of you have to be a bit social because if you're not then they miss yeah. out yeah how do you deal with that? Now, um, for the children's side, I actually take them to the cinema. I take them anywhere that they want to go. I think last year on prep, I took them to Legoland. So I still take them out places, um, walks, park, anywhere that they want to go. Because obviously mummy isn't 100% at the moment. And I know that. So I make sure they get their special days and their special fun times <laughs> or we just play hide and seek around the house we do that a lot um but women with family my mum lives in wales my brother lives in cornwall my sister lives in wales and my dad lives in hove but i rarely see my dad unless again he calls me and or I call him when I'm on my off season so it's but I would limit the time that I will see him because I know my face goes small I will mm. get comments I mean that that's fine but 
but I'm too tired. I'm just mm. too tired to mm. deal with you at the moment. So I'm just going to FaceTime you. Um, if you really want me to come over, I will. And I'll just bite my tongue. Give me a black coffee. I'll be absolutely <laughs> fine. I'll smile. I'll wave. I'll have a conversation. Yeah. Uh, but I won't stay for long. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I get that. Um, I'm talking about that small face. <laughs> and uh, the changes that we see in ourselves during prep. Now, obviously, you like being muscular and you like your body as it is I think you look bloody great whether it's off season or not you look fantastic um but like as you love yourself off season how do you then deal with the fact that all those curves that you talked about they fade away a little bit and then as you say you get your tiny face and it can be quite difficult I think to see that in the mirror and see that change especially if you love your off-season body so much yeah the first thing to go is my bum and it's very hard because I'm like my bum's gone (laughs) (laughs) and there's still more to come off too and it's only just there (laughs) Um, but yeah I like to see my body change because it's a different part it's completely different than your off-season body because every day if you're doing the prep right, mm-hmm. you'll see your body change. Little tiny, tiny bits every every single day. And that's a fun bit for me. I like to wake up, I jump on the scales, I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh, I have a little, little I can see that line today, or oh, a little bit of glutes coming out there, you know? Mm. Oh, it's a bit uncomfortable to sit down today. <laughs> that's not a good part. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think I enjoy all of the progress, really, process. I think it's all enjoyable it is hard but it is enjoyable in their different ways that sitting down thing is not the one is it no when you start looking around for a cushion to sit on even though you're sitting (laughs) on the sofa and you're like just don't sit on a bike (laughs) oh yeah my coach actually uh he we were speaking today and he was just like uh it hurts to sit on the toilet and I was like yeah (laughs) that's a that's a bad part isn't it yeah I remember last year I went and I got in the bath and um the bath there's no easy way to get in without hurting your bum there is nothing and I remember I almost tried to get in on the side and then like roll onto my back and I was just like everything (laughs) everything hurts oh gosh but yeah it's it's difficult I think um to, especially given that you you like your off-season body so much and that's quite an unusual thing I think for women to say that they really like their curves um mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of girls out there or, or women I should say not girls that are chasing that lean body yeah and they will quite happily reduce their food and not hit those reps in the gym and those pbs and that weight because when they look in the mirror they've still got those abs three six five abs yeah it's nah it's not the life is it no it's not definitely not no I like to be strong I like to be able to go into the gym enjoy my sessions not feel like oh I can't do that today I'm so tired Mm. oh but look I've got abs fuck the abs Mm. sorry (laughs) no I'm with you on that couldn't give a shit about the abs if I can have a burger don't care oh, yeah 
Yeah, give me two burgers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and talking about that strength in the gym, I'm just wondering, do you find that with your prep that your strength kind of takes a hit pretty quick or can you hold on to that for a while? I can hold on to it for a while. It does... Um, I don't aim for PBs when I'm on prep because there's no point. Um, especially at the moment when I'm, I think I'm eight weeks out. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. <laughs> That's quite for you. Um, at the moment, we're just maintaining muscle. So we're doing mostly just two rep, two reps, um, two sets per exercise. And that's about it. Mm. Um, because I know um, when I get my um, body fat back, which people get scared of when I say that to them. They're like, what? You're not fat. You're never fat. I'm sorry. Do you want to do you want to see me when I'm peak lean? Mm. I I can't I crave for that body fat mm. because it gives me energy. It keeps me warm, and I know that I'm going to get stronger because mm. you always do. You always get stronger when you get that body fat back on because you you've got that determination again. You've got that love of lifting again, and it's just a, I love I love that bit when it all comes back after you're after sleeping show. better you're eating better yeah. you're recovering better yeah and you've got that drive like wow off the back of that prep if I got a bit bigger or if I change the shape of this what could I yeah. do next time exactly so talking about preps then obviously you've been at this you've been in this game a little while now yeah you've got the Arnold's coming up yeah. How do you feel about the Arnolds? I'm very nervous. I'm very nervous. Um, because it's like, why? Why? <laughs> no, but it's interesting because a lot of people would look in as an outsider and be like, well, what's there to be nervous about? You've done this before. You've stepped on big stages. Why would you think, be nervous? I think, I think it's probably one of the biggest shows that I've done. Um, yeah, I've done PCA Worlds. Um, and won that, but this is a completely different ball game in my eyes because it's a different federation and they're looking for um, more about condition and size in two bros. And that's one thing that I'm chasing now is condition because I haven't managed to get that for the last three years. And I really, really want to be dick skin lean mm. this prep. Really do. Give me the veins. Um, but what I would like out of it, I would like to at least place in the top three that is my aim I don't I'm not really fussed if I like come second or third um but placing would be absolutely amazing because my kids always say to me you better come back with a medal mummy and if I don't they they look they look down on me man so <laughs> I've, got, I've got to please them they're very high creatures you know <laughs> But yeah, it's. It, I'm excited. I am excited, but I'm also nervous. Are you one of those people that are kind of at the side of the stage, a little bit nervous, and then you feel better yeah. as soon as you step out there, or are you are you nervous <laughs> on stage as well? I'm very nervous on stage. My when I go to smile, my teeth chatter. I'm <laughs> so nervous. I'm like, and it's just like, oh, it's. Yeah, I'm, I get more calm when everyone's out there. But when you're just doing your eye walk or your routine, which I would do in PCA, it's 
very, very nerve wracking, especially as your first time you go out there and you see all these faces, all the lights on you, and everyone is looking at you. Mm. And yeah, it's very nerve wracking. But that is what I love because it pushes me out of my comfort zone. Because if you stay in that comfort zone, you're not going to grow. Mm. You're not going to become that person who you want to be. So always scare yourself. Would you say that naturally you're a little bit of a wallflower? Maybe. <laughs> a little bit introverted, maybe. Maybe. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I find it interesting because I think there are a lot, a lot of bodybuilders that compete that are massively introverted. And yeah. I find it so interesting how we're all kind of like, no, I'll keep to myself. I'll do my own thing. I won't talk to anyone. I'm quite happy in my routine. Leave me alone. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I'm going to walk out on stage in front of hundreds of people in next to nothing, a thong, just enough to cover my <laughs> nipples. And I'm going to perform. And then I want a, a table of strangers to tell me whether I'm good enough or not. It's a mental sport, isn't it? It's very odd. But I it find is. it so, so interesting. And I also find it very interesting that someone that has been doing this, like you've had a few preps now, that yeah. you're still as nervous as you was before. Yeah. I, I'm like extremely nervous backstage. Apart from the worlds, I think that was the only one that I wasn't nervous. And I think that's probably why that helped my presence on stage because I was more relaxed because I wasn't expecting to place because obviously I'm the British. I only came, I came fifth. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to place this one. I just do it for fun anyway. Mm. And the bloody one. So I think I might just have like a joint backstage or something. Maybe that might help. I don't know. <laughs> have that glass of wine, the courage backstage. Yeah, I know. Oh, Martina will be there you can have a shot with her yeah it's it's good to talk to other competitors backstage as well if you if you just stay in your own little bubble you're just going to shit yourself more it's mm. good to have a laugh make some memories that's the best thing for me is backstage is talking to other competitors and hearing their journey and like yeah it's it's fantastic and you are an online coach as you mentioned earlier on I am so if you had one of your clients who obviously we know you've got a couple that are looking to get on stage next year. Um, if they said to you, look, I'm so nervous and all the things that you've just said just now, mm -hmm. what would you say to them? What would be your advice? Being scared is good. That's one thing that I would say. And obviously I would be there with them, hopefully backstage if you're allowed. And the best thing is just to focus on you and just remember your why. I know that's such a cheesy thing to say and I hate that. I hate that phrase. I hate it. But it's very true because sometimes when you're backstage, you're thinking, oh, my God, what am I doing? What am I doing here? Why am I doing this? You know why you're doing this. You're mm. doing this for you and nobody else. You're going to go out there and you're going to be the best version of you. And, yeah, it's going to be scary. But you're going to grow from this. You're going to come off the stage with a massive smile on your face. I bet you any money that you will. Mm. And what do they do? They always come off with a massive smile on their face because it feels fantastic. So why is it that you don't remember that fantastic feeling when you go back on for your next 
outing, as they say? I do, but it's it feels because I have quite long off seasons. I don't do loads of shows in one year. I seem to forget and then I get nervous again. Um, and then it kind of all creeps back when you're lining up backstage and you're like, right, okay, let's get into it. Um, get into the headspace, get into the game. This is your game now, this is your time. You're gonna go out there and you're gonna be the best, best version of you. Best version that you can possibly be of you. Do you compare yourself to other people? Um, I used to, I don't anymore. Because everyone's got their different shapes and everyone has, well, every, everyone's completely different. Mm. The genetics are different. Um, but when I first started, yes, I would go through Instagram. Oh my God, this girl's competing. Oh, this girl, oh, why can't my legs be like that? Why can't my glutes be like that? Um, but now I actually, I share other people's pictures. Um, I comment on them because to be honest, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. And we all we can all bring different things, like diff- different images, different atmosphere, different characters to the stage. Mm. And I think that's a fantastic thing. So yeah, no, I don't compare myself to other people anymore, and I'm so happy I don't. I was about to say you seem happier talking about like that kind of that backstage energy. I suppose you could apply it to your prep energy as well and like when you get to meet people that are going through the same thing as you and you can share your experiences and talk about the weird stuff like getting in the bath um, and <laughs> also the good stuff like that celebration of that refeed that you get or um, when you see your bikini for the first time or that that moment when you not necessarily place but like you reach that achievement whether that is getting a higher placing that you did before or just making it to stage or whatever maybe I think that's a massive part of the sport and when you can drop that feeling of almost resentment for the fact that someone has something that you don't Mm. I think that's a really powerful turning point but I think that takes years to celebrate your competitors oh your competition rather than um kind of resent the fact that you're going to be on stage against someone yeah so I've had you for nearly an hour now and That's I know that thing. you're on prep and you you had a black coffee to feel yourself ready for this my coach might be not watching this <laughs> no there was no coffee was she did not class. caffeinate late at it night <laughs> God, sorry about that. That's right. When you're awake at 2 a.m. and you're like, shit, I shouldn't have had that coffee. Nah, trust me, I will sleep. I'm very much like that. I just pass out. It's great. <laughs> for now, for now. For anyway. now, for now. Touch wood. Um, yeah. So there's a couple of questions that I ask everyone that come on the podcast, which I'm sure you'll know um, mm-hmm. as you've been listening. Um, <laughs> so the first one being across the entire span of your life bodybuilding or otherwise work family school whatever it may be is there anything you look back and think I would have done that differently no why because it's made me the person who I am now 
um, cliche as that is, um, I missed out a lot of school when I was younger because of my epilepsy. Um, I got bullied. I was in an abusive marriage. Um, all of them things that happened to me has made me the strong person that I am today. And yeah, I made a few mistakes, but you live and you learn from it. And if you didn't make the mistakes, then you didn't learn from anything. Everything that happens for a reason and everything that does happen, you always learn. So no, I wouldn't. Fair enough. I agree with you on that. Well, um, good. <laughs> I, I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. Even like you say, the good and the bad, there's lessons to be learned from it all. Definitely. And you are Loz Heming Torres. You are mum, sister, girlfriend, or is it fiance? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Ben, if you're listening. No, no, I ain't got anything on there. <laughs> ben, if you're listening, put a ring on it. Um, <laughs> no pressure, Hans, but <laughs> um, you are a competitor and everything else along the way, online coach, PT. But how do you want to be remembered? Oh, that's us. Yeah, that's a hard one. I think I would like to be remembered as being strong, being independent, and just being me, really, because that's who I am. I am a strong and independent woman. And I want everyone to especially females to realize that that's what they are too so yeah hopefully a good mum too but you know we, we will keep we'll, we can keep that in there in the corner as well <laughs> you seem like a good mum <laughs> I'm a crazy mum they love it <laughs> I like that though I like watching your kids on your Instagram as well some of the weird stuff that they come out with, I'm like, that's well-balanced children. They've got their own <laughs> little personalities. I love that. My daughter is like a little mini me. She's absolutely bonkers. It's great. And when they're on the, the, what you call it, the treadmill in the morning, yeah. and you're like, there's something gone wrong here. They're on the treadmill <laughs> and I'm on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. They just want to be like you, which is unreal. Yeah, my son does push um, pull-ups on his on his belt, and he's like a high bed, and he does pull-ups on it every night. Love so, that. Yeah, mental, but yeah, very proud of them. As you should be. They're great kids. Yeah. So it's been absolutely lovely having you on. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for inviting me. And if anyone is looking for you, where can they find you? Oh, I can't give my address, but I give them my Instagram. <laughs> you can find her at AJ's gym, by the way, people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for PT, AJ's gym in Littlehampton. Um, Instagram is Loz Heming Torres. So it's pretty much easy peasy. And if anyone's looking for coaching or PT, they um, can contact still the same. You. I've got um, a link in my bio on Loz. I think it's Loz underscore Heming Torres. So, yeah, you'll just find me there. I haven't got an IFBB Pro there yet, unfortunately. Maybe one day. We'll get there, we'll get there for sure. Arnold is coming. Oh, no pressure. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so loud. You're going to hear me above everyone. 
I That's always lose great. my voice post-show. <laughs> and I'll be there for the pictures afterwards, for sure. And cookies. I want lots of cookies. I'll make you some, uh, I'll make you some brownies. Oh, yeah. You do make the best brownies, don't you? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Awesome. All right. It's been absolutely lovely chatting with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, too. I like really high pitch. <laughs>